Welcome to episode number 96, Partner in Crime. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I'm here with James Goose. Heck, and Gabe, yeah, we are stacked, folks, partner in crime. In this episode, the crew talks about their experiences with their significant others. We cover topics that range from the overall relationship balance, partnerships, being a supporter, teamwork, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Carson Daly and Barbara DeAngelis. All right, if you're new, don't forget to download and subscribe. We drop a new episode every Tuesday morning for your listening pleasure. We kick things off with a definition from definitions.net titled Partner in Crime, a close associate of another, a criminal accomplice. (laughs) All right, James, I'm going to ask you a question, buddy. What is a crime? Do you know what a crime is? No? Do you know what a burglar is? Do you know what somebody who steals is? No. Do you know what a partner is? When someone says they have a partner, what is that? A partner, that means being together. A partner means being together. Good job, buddy. That was a good one. And what do partners do together? Uh, they dance. Oh, dancing partner. Yeah. Good job. You like to dance, right? What's your favorite song? You got a favorite song? Don't be shy. Say it. Sing Bruno. it. Bruno, Bruno Mars. You love, this kid yeah. loves Bruno Mars. That's awesome. What else, what else can partners do? Can they be on? They, you could be on a team, right? Uh, football. You could be on a football team, right? Yeah, what's the goal? A goal means you score. Okay, yes. <laughs> yes. Let, let me rephrase that. What's the goal of being on a team, though? Like temple? Yeah, like the temple, yeah. Dolphins? The dolphins, yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, Patriots? Like the Patriots. But who's the best football team? Uh, The Patriots. What? Oh, what? Oh, this guy. What in the world? I don't even talk about the Patriots. I'm so Get him out of here. Now. Boo. Get him out of here. Somebody boo this kid. I'm t- <laughs> the Patriots. All right, is there anything, anything else you want to add? He's out. Okay. He's done. <laughs> See ya. Tell mommy I love her. All right. So we like to kick things off with a story. We got an interesting article titled, The Top 20 Secrets to Building a Great Marriage. But it's from, the funny part, I don't know why I find this funny, but it's from divorcenet.com. Um, What's the anyway, irony of it? So I guess they're the experts, right? I mean, yeah. I guess so. They definitely saw what they, didn't they work. enough weight. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. So they could produce a top 20 secret of what could work, right? I mean... Just the opposite um, of what's been wrong. Yeah, right? Exactly. Here and failed. Exactly. All right. So I'm going to go through the 20, and then we could discuss, you know, any ones in particular we want to point out. So the first one is think before you speak. Number two, don't give up. Number three, give your marriage at least as much attention as you give your hobbies. Now, before we continue... You can literally replace the word marriage and put relationship, all right? I don't know if that makes sense. All right, number four, 
Uh, treat your spouse better than you treat anyone else. Number five, have separate interests. Number six, encourage your spouse's dreams and goals. Number seven, find things you enjoy doing together. Number eight, don't think the grass is always greener on the other side. Number nine, don't sweat the little things. Number 10, compliment your spouse at least once every day. Number 11, work hard with your spouse to create financial security. Number 12, be your spouse's partner. Number 13, always assume the best of your spouse. Number 14, give your spouse a treat occasionally. 15, don't fight with your spouse about the kids. Number 16, don't complain about your spouse to your friends and family. Number 17, be faithful. Number 18, spend time with mutual friends. Number 19, forgive each other. Number 20, appreciate each other's contributions to the marital venture. All right, so did any of these, any of the top 20, we can dive into each one, but any of them stick out? Um, I would say the top 20 secret, I'm not necessarily sure this is a secret, uh, I was about to, say, to some be of them faithful. No <laughs> it's not necessarily a yeah. secret to a great yeah. marriage. Um, I think that's a given. There are that's an obvious. Complete obvious. Um, yeah. And don't give up. Like, I mean, obviously right. some people, you know, they divorce and there's, it just didn't work out, but obviously you don't give up. You continue with them until... Further do I don't know I, I don't know it's just turned after you part yeah but I'm just saying like that's like a no brainer like you, you shouldn't give up on them sure. I like I like the um I like to think before you speak I know that's an uh, quote obvious one but yeah. that is I would say that's definitely a secret they say couples tend to develop hot button issues that cause frequent arguments you can reduce bickering by waiting before responding to something that was made that has made you angry count to ten it may be better to discuss this difficult issues once emotions are not high or not so high so that's yeah. that's that's a good one because um not not for even like the necessarily uh think before you speak again that was an obvious thing but Sorry. it's a great reminder but i do like the mention of a hot button mm. the hot button i don't care who you're with you know um for how long there's immediate weak spots sure. that you can obviously because we're human and we're not perfect that we know either pet peeves or bother yeah. the other person, yeah. and sometimes people use that as ammo. Sure, you're not, I guess, cautious. You can, you know, use that kind of stuff and, and really, you know, damage uh, the relationship with uh, words. And sometimes, you know, um, it could be this really bizarre thing. I'm going to get really over the top with this, but I'm going to say, you know, like. Um, you don't like red trucks, mm. right? And the person's just like, red truck, red truck, red truck, in the middle of an argument and you're trying to speak, right? So that is just going to ex- explode and yeah. sometimes people pre- like want, that's what they want, that reaction yeah. for for it to, for you to go basically crazy, right? right. Um, it's hilarious. Um, but I think that's also, that's a maturity thing, right? Yeah, I was about to that's say That's a maturity that, yeah. thing. That's a real true love thing too. Like if you truly love somebody, you're not, you're not like, I'm going to say not all everyone, but I'm going to say a lot of people probably did that when they're just, you know, young, not knowing, sure. just immature. That's just kind of like whatever. Um, a lot of times it's not even intentional. A lot of times you don't even know you're going to hurt a person as much as you yeah. eventually did, sadly. Um, but, you know, that stinks. And number two, obviously, don't give up, right? Um, so number three is very interesting. Give your marriage at least as much attention um, as you give your hobbies. 
People spend huge amounts of time, money, and effort on their off-work interests, but when it comes to marriage, it's making them feel bad. Some throw up their hands and decide that it's useless to try anymore. Reading books on marriage, conflict resolution, and communication techniques will help your marriage. Getting your spouse to read them is even better. Uh, I'm not so sure. This is the this is the thing. It's a two-way street, but for for um, the partnership to work, um, both people have to be willing to change if there's a if there's an issue, right? But for you to get someone to, you're not gonna get. They're not your child. You're not gonna get them to read. Yeah. But yeah. you can set the example, right? So if they see that you're trying, they see that you are reading up on these things. Maybe they'll they'll take up on that, right? Mm-hmm. And they see you changing. It got to begin with somebody, and if it's going to be anybody that you want to see the relationship, it got to start with you. Yeah, right. So you're the one who need you know reading the books or studying or doing whatever, watching videos, and then hopefully the vibe or or the product that comes from that will kind of like rub off on them, mm-hmm. and then it you know maybe in turn it'll make them want to read or change or whatever. Mm-hmm. But to get them to read, I just think you're just I don't I don't think that's a, a, a smart move. Um, just because we're all coming from a different angle. Sure. Um, yeah, and that's you, what, you know, I feel like that's what it is though. Like if you're trying to correct yourself, maybe someone won't understand how you're doing it and why you're doing it unless they read that book, they see where you're coming from. Even if it's not in their interest. I mean they're like, You read the book and then you changed going through this step by step. They don't understand it unless they read it. Then they understand where you're coming from. It might not be, they probably don't want it or like it or whatever, but they understand where you're coming from in the change. Sure. So like I, I can see why they would want you to obviously read it or read part of it or summarize it or in a way. Yo, yeah, but both. but that's but that's different than me getting them to read it. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Me yeah, wanting them to read it, yeah. But that's also coming from a mature person who says, "Oh, I want to see." Which is very rare. Someone's like, oh, I want to see what angle you're coming from. Yeah. No, dude, <laughs> that's not how it operates. That, that, that. That'll make things worse. Like you're testing someone. By yeah, you need to read this book so you can see where I'm coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. That sounds like more. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like manipulative yeah. more than anything. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I do understand what you're saying, the element of what you're saying. That for you to get that perspective, yeah, you definitely have to see kind of. But that's like almost saying like put yourself in my shoes kind yeah. of thing. Um, you, you, you would know the reason why I do half the things or, you know, most of the things I do is Mm. if you saw life through my eyeballs, right? So it's kind of, I don't know, more like common sense than anything, but, um, treat your spouse better than you treat anyone else. Uh, have you ever heard the expression familiarity breeds contempt? The unfortunate truth is that people tend to treat their spouses worse than they treat strangers. Refrain yourself to give your spouse the utmost respect. Um, I've, I've seen that. That's true, though. Like just random person out in the street, they're like they're like cordial, cool, like buddy buddy with them, but then they're like sitting but there yelling at their spouse or just like, "Yo, go get me this." That's just like a demanding, temporary thing. Yeah, you you can you're gonna play nice for thirty seconds that you see right. that person, and that's it. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. It, yeah, How you really feel because yeah, I mean, meanwhile, like all this other stuff is going on at home, and you're living with this person. There, there's a, right. there's a lot that goes with yeah. you've never encountered anyone in your life, yeah. and you're holding a door for them and then saying thank you. Um, but I don't know about stranger, but I do feel like maybe coworkers because that's people that you you know operate around 
almost maybe even more um, yeah. than, than any why. Because there's rules, right? There's sure. there's a ground set rules. What's the rule set? Um, and and it starts and it starts from there. But when at home, a lot of times we don't have. I'm not saying you have to have ground rules, but there has to be some level of understanding. Sure. And if yeah. there's respect, there's respect at work up most of the time because of certain right. circumstances. Sure, but at home, I'm not saying it has to be a business. But you can get that idea, like. I know people who have things, mantras, before they even walk into their house, right? I explained this I explained this last week when we had Manny on the podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, one, one of the number one things they say to you at work is not to bring your home life to work. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Right? But do people say the opposite? Don't yeah. bring your work life home. home. Same, yeah. yeah. So no one says that. Yeah. I've never heard anyone say yeah, that, in were, fact. Yeah. So it says, it's like... You know, sometimes I heard people say, "Don't bring your problem necessarily like your anger from your bad day." Sure. But a lot of times, when we bring work, that may or may not come with baggage. I don't know; it just depends. Um, but we don't check ourselves at the door. So yeah. I know people who have things that are in front of their house, literally in front of the front door of their house, that reminds them to check it at the door, kind oh, of thing. Yeah. Hmm. Um, there's just one guy who had, literally they chop, chopped down a tree. And the tree stump is still there, um, and he like shellacked it or whatever, and he kind of like rubs it, and that's like his like I'm leaving all like my bad intentions huh. outside before I walk into the house. So it's kind of like that's it's cool. a reset. Like, what was that show where they where they rub the the Apollo with a oh, rubber thing? Oh, yeah. That is for good luck. Um, but anyway, so, well, so I was, but I was saying the other part of that too is that. Sometimes you may take that person for granted, just like knowing, oh, they're they're always gonna be there, so they can sure. yeah. they can take your stuff, that whatever whatever crap you you want to give them at home, not realizing yeah. exactly what you're doing. Yeah, and I and I think that's a lot of um, a lot of people's minds. The guarantee, like there's no guarantee in most part. Like if your job, if you act like all crazy, you're gonna get fired. And there's no yeah, so there's exactly. no guarantee yeah. there. But when you're locked in on a marriage, in your mind traditionally, you're, you're not that you're stuck. But I'm just saying, like yeah. that's it. Like they can't go anywhere. That's what some people's mindsets yeah. are. And then obviously, you know, the you negative results sometimes happen, and yeah, yeah, and then you have divorces and all this other stuff. But, um, yeah, but I do, I do appreciate that one. I can say. And then number five, have separate interests. Make sure you have some private space and give your spouse some too. Marriage entails a lot of togetherness, but you don't need to be joined at the hip. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's definitely a that's, good that's, one. Self explanatory. I I, uh, I ran into this old couple. We were just. It was at the show at the theater or whatever. And he was, old guy was outside waiting for his wife to come out of the bathroom. And I was outside with him waiting for Lauren to come out of the bathroom. And the two girls, they both came out at the same time. They didn't know each other. So we all kind of like just started talking. And um, I think it was like their anniversary. And they were married for 50 something years. Right? So I, I, to both of them, I said, what's the secret to marriage? She chimes in and says, give each other space. Respect each other and give each other space. That was like the first thing she said. So I feel like that's like a key, like give each other space so you don't like smother each other, yep. you're not on top of each other, you're not yeah. like, like do your thing, hang out with your guys or whatever. But I know like, I always kept that stuff in the back of my head. I'm like, just give each other space. Like, yeah. You don't always have to do everything together. I know exactly. you, you go, you separate your day, you go to work all day and you come home and stuff like that, but you got to give yourself that time. Yeah. Like yeah. whatever it is. I mean, think about it. Like growing up, mom, pop, pop would go to the flea market, sell come home and like he would do his own thing or he was going to to the uh where he worked at like to get all this stuff for the flea market and stuff like that and that was, his that was like that was like his, his time or going to the to the scrap yard 
Like, he would just go off and do his own things, and mommy would just do her own thing also. And at the end of the day, it was like, come together and everything's yeah. okay. So, yeah, yeah that does make sense to give each other space. Oh, here, here's a big one. Encourage your spouse's dreams and goals. In a successful yes. marriage, one spouse is happy for the other's successes. Good spouses foster the other in achieving goals. Sometimes goals, such as a career change, are scary and need to be carefully evaluated. Do the work together. Um, yeah, that's that's a good one. I'm pretty much sure none of these are secrets. I think they just got this catchy title, but um, they, they bring up some really good points. Encourage your spouse's dreams and goals. I mean, is there anything worse... <laughs> Yeah. Seriously, then someone, that your own partner or your partner in oh, crime, yeah. so Shoot to speak, and it's Watch like, fail. has, yeah, oh, wow, that's a whole nother level. <laughs> but it's like, or not even rooting you on, just kind of yeah. like just there and just staring it's at you. Dormant, like, um, but it's crazy. There, there is, there is an element of you have to kind of have that there. Well, I guess it just depends on the per person, right? So if you're a person who is like constantly trying new things, you're going from one job to another, one job to another, constantly trying new things, it's like, all right, dude, I just don't think like you just, I just think that you're just a, probably an unstable person at this point. Yeah. You yeah. know, for 20 years, this guy's just going from one thing to another. He's like, dude, we're 45. I mean, 20 like, years, he had 18 jobs. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's like, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not saying it's male or female. I'm just saying like, that's a thing. Like. If you're a guy who like yeah you produce and you every once in a while like you you keep talking up every once in a while you talk about this one thing that you always wanted to do that's different yeah. Yeah. and like you have like a solid job or you're at least all you're pouring all your energy to one thing and you don't flip flop you're not flaky about it right yeah. so if you're somebody who's like you're constantly talking about opening up like your own you know business or something like that and the business entails uh, let's just say being a barber or something and you know in the last 10 years you started your own you know um you know soap selling business then you did um uh, you know your own you know car washing business and then you did it's like dude this has none of this has you just want to i think you want to open up a business for the sake of opening a business this is <laughs> yeah, nothing it's all irrelevant with, there's no real passion there like yeah you're just saying like you just want to do something like, but, but you know yeah no but at the same time like i i've had had an experience that where I'm I'm in my business. I'm trying to succeed. I'm trying to like blow my business up in the small area that I'm at. I one time got a response like, "Why do you want to be a big fish in a little pond?" And I was like, "If anything, I just want to be like big and successful. Obviously, that pond will grow with the fish. Like, there's no that's like impossible. You know, because well, I mean? you got to start somewhere. Too. Yeah, exactly. Like, dude, like, I, and dude, that never like left my head. It got stuck. So, like, you, why would you want to be a big fish in a little pond? I'm like the hell that's supposed to mean like why instead of encouraging me and telling me like yeah you're you're outgrowing your space move on to something bigger right keep going or whatever it was like that 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 was the response that i got obviously it wasn't supportive in any, in any way but um i there's like i, I <laughs> there are people that don't want you to grow oh, yeah, absolutely. like sure. as in relationship wise like they there are people that are they kind of do i guess in a sense get jealous or just can't see they might think that you might come something bigger and and, and instead of supporting you, yeah, ditch them and go on to something bigger. You know what I mean? Right. Because they're like leave them behind. Yes. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's crazy. Like instead of pushing each other and both of you go up, huh. there are situations where yeah. you do get shot down. But again, that to me that that still goes back to like true love. I mean, I don't think that like someone who's like that who does stuff like that 
isn't really, you know, it's probably better that you find out earlier on. <laughs> it's yeah, probably not the person you want to spend the rest of your life. Can you imagine dealing with that person every single day? I mean, who's constantly shooting you down and is like, dude, yeah, like this isn't working. Like you're just like um, um, not supportive and this isn't yeah. going to work. It's yes. kind of like painful to even think about. Yeah. Um, don't think the grass is always greener. Most people who leave their marriages for someone else find the same problems in the new relationship, and many regret not having worked things out with their first marriage. So, all right, so here's one. Don't sweat the little things. As in the world of work, it is important to have priorities. Carefully pick your battles and let the other stuff slide. Um... A lot, you know what it, you know what it is too. A lot of this stuff is so easier said than done. I mean, again, it's also like doing, you know, reflective work on your relationship. It's like so much easier hindsight to, you know, evaluate all that stuff. But hopefully, the goal, I guess, is so you learn from it. Go for the goal. Definitely, um, you know, easier said than done for sure. Absolutely. All right, compliment your spouse at least once every day. This leads to a healthy relationship and it is the right thing to do because your spouse is probably doing many good things every day. <laughs> Be your spouse's partner. Keep each other informed about activities you're engaged in, including your work days and what you do at home. That's, that's honestly, that's obvious, but some people do like miscommunicate in those ways. I know it happens like, Leave work at this time, and I thought I told her, but I didn't. Like, just a little yeah. stupid thing, but... I got you. I agree with you. The thing the thing is, we, we, get, we get caught up in our day. So I can understand, like, you know, it's almost like the reverse. Sometimes you get so caught up in your day that you don't even want to talk about it anymore. Or you're so fed up with your day, you don't want to talk about it anymore. Meanwhile, you probably left out some level of detail that your significant other probably should have known about or you know, something where kind of like what he's saying, you know, you get stuck at the office for an extra hour, but you're so involved um, in your work. And then, you know, always assume the best of your spouse. All right. Everyone has misunderstandings and miscommunications. If your spouse's actions displease you, wait a bit and then try to find out the motivation. Well, is it more or less trying to say, like, give the benefit of the doubt? Kind of, yeah. All right, so here we go. Give your spouse a treat occasionally. There's something your spouse likes. Offer it without being asked sometimes, even if you don't care for it. It can take a small thing, a date to the movies, a ride to a place your spouse likes to go, or maybe a favorite food from the grocery store. That's straightforward, right? I mean, you know, we're treating our spouse. Okay, I got you. Don't fight with your spouse about the kids. Disagreements about children can be very corrosive to a marriage. Have your discussions offline so that your children do not know you disagree. Get professional advice if needed to help you coordinate and respect your different views. So just don't. Worry I mean, I kids. get, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So again, another straightforward one. Don't complain about your spouse to your friends and family. One, one complaint at a low time in your marriage will resonate with the listener long after the problem or spat was resolved. Um, if you need to talk with someone about your marriage, uh, find an independent professional. We'll, we'll, we'll wrap this article up with forgive each other. Marriage is very long. Um, it every is a, spouse, is genius. even you with an exclamation point, makes mistakes and treats the other poorly at times. You must be able to forgive your spouse for the wrong 
wrongs done to you and move on. Remember that the next time it may be you who needs to be forgiven. Okay, I like that last part. Anyway, just a general concept, forgive each other. It's tough. Dude, you know what it is about a relationship? You see every you see your significant all you see all their flaws, right? Yeah. yeah. As much as you see all their beauty and their perfection, um, as a person, how good they are, on the other end, you get to see their flaws. So the forgiving part has to be there. If you're not if you're a person who doesn't forgive and you're spiteful and you take mm. things out and you hold grudges and all that, it's just well, the long term relationship will not work. <laughs> Again, this kind of goes with the the whole gratitude um, portion of just uh, people in general, right? Um, yeah, marriages often fail because of perceived differences in the level of contribution of each party. Try to appreciate the other person's contributions, whether they are financial or emotional. Marriage isn't easy, period. Building a strong marriage takes time, effort, and maturity, period. But it's worth it. Period. Again, let 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 me let's reiterate though the fact that this is like a 2020 kind of thing. Like it's a hindsight thing, right? This is a hypothetical thing. Basically, it's calling for perfection, right? Sure. But at the same time, we have to understand that any step towards you know making yourself better or your relationship better is a positive thing. So yeah, might that might be an overwhelmingly long list of yeah. what you might think like wow, what in the world? I guess my biggest recommendation regardless of how long that list is, find one. Don't even I wouldn't even find one that you you need the most work at. Find one that you're like I'm not that bad in it and just still work on that one cuz in my mind that's going to build your confidence and then give you the fuel needed to attack the big guy. Mm. You're like, dang, I stink at, you know, making compliments or whatever. All right. So let's move on. All right. So what does a partner in crime mean to you? Is that the ride or die? Is that yeah. the Bonnie and Clyde? Bonnie and Clyde, the good old like, classic. They got each other's back. They support everything you do and you vice versa on them. Support what they do. All right, so now we're going right right to it, right? Um, how would you rate your relationship with your significant other? When, when Okay, so when it comes to like teamwork, balance, you supporting their dreams, and then going through that, you know, that list that was provided. Where overall, well, obviously, all right, so like we could talk about the obvious. I mean, when it comes to balance, I think that's like, an everyday thing you got to work on, right? I mean, there's mm-hmm. there's always going to be some lopsided thing going on. Um, and and it's just kind of talking about the moving parts um, in our episode last week when we are talking about you have to properly engage in multiple things all at the same time. And in this article, they're talking about have mutual friends, but then have friends that aren't, quote, mutual. So, you know... I bring in friends to the relationship and then she brings in other friends, but, you know, kind of do their thing. And at the same time, you know, the example Goose said, giving each other space. Mm. So it's like, but then at the weird part about that is in this day and age, both people are working and sometimes you just want to come home and just not do anything. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And then like when you do give each other space, it's like, dude, working like, you know, 50, 60 hours a week. And then you're like, then you got to give them space. You're like, dude, what is going on? Like, I feel like we're never going to see each other. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I get yeah. it because that's like, um, 
it's not necessarily it has to be an every week yeah, thing, but like if they want like to hang out with the guys mm-hmm. or hang out with the girls, whatever, whatever the, the case may be. Or sometimes people just like, like my buddy, Chris, um, he likes to go hunting. He can literally go by himself. And for him, that's like his mm-hmm. reset button. Um, and that's, you know, the space that I know, uh, you know, his spouse gives him, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and it's and it's just that understanding. Like, if you care for the person, is there anything worse? Like, you just see, like, the little kid in them. Like, you ever go through, like, someone's, like, pictures of when they're, like, a little kid, right? And then, and then, like, you're that's your partner and then you're saying like, yo, this person was, this person had dreams at one point. This person was, and hopefully they still do, but I'm saying like, they're so full of life and then like, I don't want to be the person that's killing that. You know what I'm saying? Not as in like literal, but I mean like their vision, their dreams and everything. Another thing that I like heard in my head, I don't know if I heard it in an old song somewhere or whatever, but this dude, like the concept of the song was, he was saying, those same eyes that caught mine like five years ago were the ones that fell in love with me are the ones that are now looking at me in like horror almost. Hmm. He's like, how can that be? How can yeah. those were the eyes that I fell in love with now are like filled with hatred towards me or something like that? He's like, Or just sadness. And like, how mad are you at yourself that that's where we are kind of thing? And um, I don't I don't know the exact point I'm trying to make, but it's like remember that kind of thing. If you're gonna like quote remember that, you won't you won't put out that many fires and like because you got to think about when you first when you first start dating somebody, how hyped are you guys? Right, yeah. you guys are you, no, nobody can stop me. No, dude, not one bad thing happened at work. You didn't care. You were hyped as anything. You're going on a date that night or whatever. You're going out mm-hmm. every. You're floating, and at some point, that fun that, that is still there. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, it's crazy. Those are still the same eyes that looked at me literally 10 years ago. 10 years ago, me and my wife met for the first time. And it was like, those same eyes are still looking at me now. Differently. Right. But it's like, I I still like, I like to rekindle like that old, you know, whatever. Obviously, right now, my wife's pregnant. So, we got like two more months and, you know. But yeah, I mean, that's the tough part. But it's a moving target. I think it's a moving target because yeah. when you start, when you get good at something, like you can get really good at complimenting them, right? And all of a sudden, you kind of like drop the ball somewhere else. Like, dang it, I didn't. I'm not like being quote supportive yeah. or you know, in in providing or something like that. I don't know. So it's always like, oh, don't go too much on this side because now you got to balance this side. You know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, it's like you said, it's a moving target. Sometimes you got to stop and adjust and yes. then get back on track with it. Yeah. Um, but the teamwork thing, dude, if you don't have teamwork and that's something off the bat, you're already going to know, like you have strengths and she has weaknesses, right? And she has strengths and you have weaknesses. They have to sum, I'm not saying they got to be perfect, but they have to somewhat balance each other out. Like you, you, she got to fill the void or Hey, whatever. Got to fill the void where, you know, you're, you're not. All right. So dad life. Um, how are you setting the example for your kids to lead a healthy relationship? And is that a reflection of what you learned from your parents? Or we can, you know, reverse that. How did your parents kind of set the tone for you for relationship wise? And then basically, how are you carrying that forward? No, I mean, obviously from mom and pop, we've seen like the teamwork effort part, like, they both worked full-time jobs, and the first person that came home from work started cooking dinner. 
You know I mean, at yeah. the end of the night, we all sat down together and ate dinner together. But it was like, what I even hesitating or even asking, like in the morning, mom would take meat out or whatever. So pop got there first. He started cooking until she got home and maybe he finished the whole thing or she finished it off. Right. But like, <clears throat> we've seen like their, their, their teamwork in action. So like, for me, that's like a, a thing that like I like to, I want to bring into my relationship. Like just a whole teamwork. Like she's where Lauren's working and I figure something out for dinner whether it's I'm buying McDonald's or something. When, when I come home from work, she has like a, a decent meal. But she cooked like, and slaved yeah. over it. I know. It's <laughs> Burger King. But. <laughs> Tonsco Bell. We sat down, ate together. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's, and that's one thing is that we always, growing up, we always ate together. And, uh, and then at, at my house, we eat together because that's how we grew up, but Jess didn't have that. She said there was times where, you know, she's eating dinner by herself or only two people are sitting down eating dinner and nobody else is there. So she, she always felt like that was like, there was something that was, you know, miss, missing out of that. So now at our house, she tries to, <clears throat> if she's home, she'll try to eat dinner with us. But if not, I try to wait for her and I always like, you know, feed the kids or whatever and let them eat or Depends as I'm serving, she walks schedule. in. Like, yeah, we just kind of like work it out some way, somehow that we're all there at the same time, like to eat dinner. Right. And then that no one is allowed to leave the table until the last person is done. Just because she doesn't want no one to feel left out. So, I mean, I see I see how like we did that. Like we always sat at the table. Everything was always right then, there. And then when you were done, you were done. And then off you went. And that's how like I didn't realize until we got older. We well, like, yeah. Like, I didn't realize that was, like, a thing. Like, I just, like you said, some families didn't eat together. Some families didn't. And yeah. we just thought that's what, I just thought that's what everyone did. I didn't realize it until I was, like, obviously my teens or whatever. But yeah, yeah. But I just thought that was, like, a thing. Like, you see TV shows, you see everyone eating together. And, like, I just thought that was a thing. But, but yeah, I was the same way. I, I was, like, in grade school, but I was hanging out at like a couple of my friends' house. And, like, it was, like, 5, 6 o'clock, and they just... Pop open a microwave, throw in something like a frozen dinner, and I was like looking around, like what is going on? I literally baffled. Hmm. We're twelve years old, I'm like this dude's make, making his own dinner. Like I can cook, yeah, but I'm at that age we can make like soup, um, mac some, and cheese, yeah, mac and, and cheese, cheese, grilled cheese sandwiches, yeah. a couple sandwiches. Yeah, you, obviously anybody can make up sandwich, but that yeah. wasn't what we were eating for dinner. Like yeah. we had that for lunch. Like when mom and pop aren't home and we had to whip something up and we were hungry, whatever yeah. we can make a sandwich. But this person was like having that for dinner. Hmm. Like, Oh, like his, and my, you know, my eyes, I'm like, somebody was always there. Cause I remember mommy had like a second shift job. Well, his parent, one of his parents worked like second shift and it was like a staggered thing. So by the time one of them come home, it was already past dinner time. So he had to basically like eat by himself kind of hmm. thing. Um. Yeah, it's like I, I, I don't know. I just see that, that sucks. That just yeah. It's kind of a. It's a bummer. It, it is a bummer. Like you actually feel bad for that person to yeah. sit down and eat by themselves. Like we well, think they're by themselves, and then I also see where they're everyone's eating, but they're all eating at different parts of the house. Like someone grabs the food and goes up in the room. The other one goes to the living room. The other one sits at the yeah. Dinner I, table. I, I saw yeah. that. So they're all eating the, at the same time. Um, the difference with us was we're eating at the same time, eating the same thing. That was mommy's thing. I ain't making nothing extra for anybody. Yeah, yeah. We're if we're having rice, beans, and chicken, everybody's eating rice, beans, yeah. and chicken. I'm not making rice, beans, and chicken, and then you get yeah. being rice, beans, pork chop, and you get yeah. you know it's, whatever. Yeah, it's it started it started out like that at my house, and then it's kind of everyone's kind of followed suit with eating now everything the, the same. same. Yeah, 
Like they've learned to eat the rice and beans and chicken. Everything's chicken in my house, whether I cook it on the grill or we cook or Jess cooks it in the, in the oven. Pork chop steak, it's all chicken. Brown chicken, white chicken. <laughs> they don't so later in life, they're like, that was not chicken, that was steak. What was, what'd you give me? All right, so here's a quick one. There's probably way better ones. I'm, I'm not sure. I have no idea. But nine scientifically proven reasons to eat dinner as a family. Uh, number one, uh, family dinners mean better family relationship. Um, number two, family meals lead to healthier food choices. Right. That literally makes sense, right? I mean, right. that's very, that seems basic, but that can go over a lot of people's heads. You know what I mean? Like a home-cooked meal or whatever. Well, yeah, and it's already pre like a kid. If you ask, like, hey, what do you want? Oh, ice cream, and I'm still eating dinner. You know what I'm saying? But the family. (laughs) Nova this morning wanted a popsicle. I'm like, Nova, you can't. (laughs) Dad, I want a popsicle. I was like, you didn't even eat breakfast yet. Fine. I get her a bowl of cereal. Heck's like, fine, take it. She eats. She eats two spoons of the cereal. She's dad. I ate breakfast. (laughs) I was like, you're not getting a popsicle, and she's still waiting for popsicle. I didn't give her no popsicle. That's just slick today. Um. Number four, family dinners are a chance to explore new foods. Except if you're like in the Velez household and my dad was eating dinner with us, he just wanted rice, beans, rice and, and chicken. Beans. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Number five, family dinners lead to greater happiness. Uh, number six, homemade meals promote portion control. Number seven, family dinners equal healthy kids. Family number eight, family dinners relieve stress. Number nine, eating at home saves money. Where where was the one? Oh, number three, eating as a family leads to better grades. Well, yeah, I know. I I've heard somewhere. I don't know. That exactly was where the they said yeah, eating, eating as a family with kids. The most likely, I think it was like 90 percent of the time, those kids stay out of less trouble than right. kids that don't have like full family meals. Well, there's some level of structure. Yeah, a lot of level of structure to that, and being like kind of like regular on like a schedule you know what i mean yeah. like on a healthy schedule anyway yeah you know eating the breakfast lunch and dinner mm. yep. um i could tell you probably like a handful of times where we ate past seven o'clock at my house like we always yeah. had it was like that six to six thirty mark yeah depending on the day if we ate at seven it was like what is going on with you people what happened today yeah 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 because we had church at seven so we yeah. definitely weren't eating at no seven o'clock yeah um but now, us eating at 7 seems kind of normal. Right now, we come yeah. home, it's like 6 o'clock, and we start the thing going. Yeah. Like, Gabe, half the time he comes here, he walks in on us Sorry, eating half. dinner. But yeah, it's the same way. And it's a fight. It's a struggle um, to keep a toddler seated uh, for the whole dinner time. But, you know, that's the kind of stuff that leads to discipline, though, too. Sure. I want to play. I want to go out and play, or I want to watch a movie. Keep the TV on. So. So we have to shut the TV off now because that's a distraction because you can still hear it. He's like, what are they saying? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but it's stuff that you don't think, I don't think about it because I'm not, I'm not watching it. I'm not paying attention to that. Um, and sometimes it's that person, somebody in your family, whatever, or if, even if it's your spouse, they're waiting for dialogue and you don't even realize that they just want to talk to somebody. Mm. You know what I mean? Right. Um, or talk about something funny. A lot of the times, of course, our most of our entertainment is derived from my four-year-old son, because he'll literally interject in the middle of like an adult conversation, just say something off, off the, wall. the wall. This at dinner today, we're talking about stuff that's like work-related or whatever, and like my wife's day didn't start out like the best or whatever, so she had to move her class. They had like a leak in the room. 
Um, so she had to move her class into like another room. And it's kind of like uncomfortable. It's like staying over at someone's house when you lost yeah. your power. Yeah. It's like, yeah. you're just like, oh, like, thank you. But like this, it's not the same. So yeah. she was kind of like, uh, whatever. So she's, so we're at the dinner and she's like explaining, like, tell me about her day, whatever. Cause I literally asked her, how was your day? Mm. Or I said, why was your day? Cause she had texted me. I was like, she's like this day. It's a mess. And I was like, so then we, I was just like, all right, we'll, we'll talk about it later or whatever. Um, so I was like, why was your day a mess? And she's like, it's just, it's just crazy because I'm like, oh, James says, Where, where's where's Michael? I'm like, what? He's he's going back like his head's going back and forth listening to our our conversation, and he says, where's Michael? I'm like Michael who? You know you know Michael when, and he goes into this whole thing and it ended up being his little his cousin Michael. But where in the world this came from, dude, I couldn't even tell you. It was the most random thing. But even today, we brought out pictures of when I was a little kid for some reason. I don't know why. Um, He was cracking up. Oh, because for some reason, we spotted like his t-ball picture. And then I still have like mine. Uh, But I was six. Obviously, he's in pre-t-ball right now. But I was six in my picture. I was like 45 pounds. And we're laughing at James, who's four, who's 31 pounds. I'm like, dude, when he's six, he's probably going to be 45 pounds. We're like the same, like, whatever. Yeah. It's hilarious. That's funny. Um, but yeah, that was that was today's dinner. <laughs> but all of, our, all of our dinners are like that. It's literally like an adventure. Yeah, um, so, so our dinners are, are kind of similar, too. Like, we'll say, how was your day? Or one of the girls will start, like Nova, say, Dad, how was your day? Like that. So it's like, it's cute. And you explain to them. And then I don't get to finish. And she's like, Lainey, how was your day? Like, completely cuts me off. And I just laugh and look at her. I'm like, all right. Hex, like, I was home with you all day, so. So, <laughs> so I think she just likes the whole fact, like, just asking the question, but doesn't really care to hear. So yeah. it's like you're trying to explain it or whatever. So it's like, it's funny. But then, obviously, later on, you know, Justin, we'll, we'll go through our days and stuff and ask, what was, how was the day or whatever. But I think that's actually, like, good to to kind of, like, let it out. Like, whether you had a boring day or adventurous day or you just a basic day. Like, yeah. talk about it. Oh, yeah. Well, it's also, too, it's like, it's outside of work. You're, like, talking to outside of everything. So, I, I don't know. I feel like you're under, like, this bubble where you got to keep it. You know, they always say, keep it professional, keep it right. And then finally, it's almost like a relief. Like, you're yeah. at home, you're talking about, like, just our home stuff or yep. whatever. And um, So, it, it, it's huge. Um all right, so last question. If you could change one thing in your relationship with your significant other, what would it be? Um, I don't, honestly, me, I, more of the complimenting. I do compliment often, but sometimes like through text message or whatever. Sometimes I come home and she's sleeping. Yeah. Oh, wow, my sleeping beauty. But like it more, it'd be more that. Yeah, the compliments. Um, more I I, th- I think I think I I I'm gonna go with the same thing, not compliments, but I think I do this, um, but I think I, I would like to do it more. So it's for well, me, it's like appreciation. Okay. So like I appreciate her, and I tell her, oh, thank you for the, thank you for this, thank you for dinner. I'm always saying thank you. Yeah. But even more, I want to be even more because th- I my whole thing for, is gratitude, man. I am hell bent on being more grateful for everything. Yeah. And for one person, I know that I'm already grateful for. I pray for her every single day. 
um, again, my partner in crime, and I still want to be more appreciative, more thankful, because there's there's stuff that like I'm saying the obvious. Thank you for what you just did in front of me. What yeah. cook dinner? You know what I mean? So it's like, all right. So thank you for the things that I don't see. You know what I mean? That yeah. that's like when when I used to pray for you know, oh God, please uh, clean me from my sins. You know, and I think about the things that I did, right? And I'm in the back of my mind, I'm like, okay, well, there's a level of ignorance to that. What there's some stuff that I'm committing a sin I didn't even know I was sinning on, right? Yeah. So then I start, I change my prayers like, please forgive me for my sins known and unknown to myself right now and, and you know, heighten my understanding of how I can basically operate and really pinpoint some of the stuff that I'm doing um, without even realizing. Yeah. And then that's, bam, you're asking for, you know, some level of understanding or whatever. Um, but it's kind of like the same thing. It's like, I'm thanking you or complimenting you or appreciating you for X, Y, and Z. I want to be grateful for the things that aren't that obvious. Mm. You know what I mean? We get into routines. Like she, she goes, she does like grocery shopping or whatever. Right. Um, because we've tried doing it together, but I'm the worst. We'll have like (laughs) all bunch of junk food and stuff that we don't need and blow our budget by triple. And still don't have a meal to cook for the week. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what we bought. Spent three hundred dollars. So she's she's really good um, at you know at, at that stuff and you know budgeting the you know our food money or whatever. But anyway, but even that, it's like stuff you just get used to. It's like yeah. all right, you're really good. Like mm-hmm. in my mind now, I would I expect you to be that good every time? And then what? What, what do I get mad when you mess up? You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So it's like what what it like there's the balance there. It's like, all right, thank you for making the food, but like it goes beyond that. Yeah. And that that's why I want to be in the details kind of thing. Appreciation. So all right, cool. So there you have it, folks. All right, so there you have it, folks. Uh we like to wrap up our episodes with quotes, and the first one is by Carson Daly. I think long-lasting, healthy relationships are more important than the idea of marriage. At the root of every successful marriage is a strong partnership. And the second one is by Barbara DeAngelis. The greatest gift you and your partner can give your children is an example of an intimate, healthy, and loving relationship. All right, partner in crime. In this episode, the crew talks about their experiences with their significant others. We cover topics that range from the overall relationship balance, partnerships, being a supporter, teamwork, and much more. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Carson Daly and Barbara DeAngelis. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.